Hey, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the huddle for the day. Hope you guys are doing great. Hope you're having a good week for yourself, and let's make it happen. I hope you had to listen to yesterday's recording, and uh, go back to it, please, and make sure that you listen to it again, and get yourself into a mindset of what you need to upgrade your business and make this happen. So today is another thought, another take on that, but we're going to take a different road. Okay, and here's what I want to share with you guys. And the, the bottom line is this everything that you heard about marketing and selling is wrong. Everything that you heard about generating leads that you were taught, and I'm going to be very bold about it, is very wrong. So, here's some questions for you for today. Okay, and the first question is Are you happy with the results that you're getting from your current marketing efforts? Are you happy with those results? Is your website generating leads and closing sales for your business when it's a pronounced area of our business more than ever before in our world? Are you spending precious marketing pounds yet seeing little or no results whatsoever for the marketing efforts that you're doing? If so, I want to share this with you. You guys are not alone. So why is this happening? Well, I'm here to tell you guys that everything that you've heard about generating leads for your business is wrong. Okay? All the gurus that tell you certain ways to do certain things, honestly, it's all wrong. Now, here's what I want you to do. And I want you to think about this. And that is, look, sales and marketing in the environment that we're in for small businesses, medium-sized businesses has radically changed over the last 15 years. If you haven't seen it, please remove the rock from on top of your head and take a very, very careful look. Okay, I don't want to be so bold to say that, but I'm imagining whether you're young, middle-aged, or a senior, like maybe somebody like me, okay, but you have recognized that marketing has radically changed over the last 15 years. Now, you could say, frankly, it's been turned upside down. And we want to think about this. And this is an important distinction. Okay. In the past, sellers had all of the information and thus all of the power. Sellers of products, goods, and services is what I'm saying here. They had all of the information and thus all of the power. And these days, where does the power lie? It lies firmly in the hands of the consumers. So why are so many businesses still using what I like to call the 20th century horse and carriage marketing tactics? And it simply is what is being taught in the marketplace. Guys, think about this, okay? Years and years and years ago, how many cable channels did we have? Or how many, <laughs> we didn't have cable back then. How many TV stations did we have? Pretty much three of them, okay? Three of them. And the people that, that had the power were the, were, the, were the big three networks that controlled the dissemination of marketing and information to the public, okay? What about in the past when there were only a few car dealers, okay? Not only are there now a few car dealers, but there's tens of thousands of ways to buy cars online anymore, right? So in the past, 
that because the sellers of these products, goods, and services had this particular kind of control, they didn't have to worry about going people going online and shopping. They didn't have over 500 cable channels now looking to grab their attention. Okay, now it's a very competitive world, and the marketers, the marketers, the smart business people will understand as I go through this today in its simplest form. Okay, in its simplest form, and there's more to it than just this, but this is a good foundational understanding of this. Now it is in the plan, it is firmly in place in the hands of the consumer because they got thousands upon thousands of choices from multiple mediums out there that they have access to. And so we have to move through it. So here's the thing first of all, guys, first of all, as I'm going through my notes here today. We must understand what marketing is supposed to be doing. And that is, number one, it's got to capture, what your marketing must do, it's got to capture the attention of your target market. If you don't capture their attention, what are they going to do? They're going to go someplace else. It's You've got to give them hope. It's the next point that your marketing will give them enough information to help them make the best decision possible when buying whatever you're offering and whatever you're selling. And the last thing is it's you got to lower the risk of taking the next step in the buying process and if necessary continue to educate the prospect regarding the value of your offer. Now I'm going to talk about this in a minute, but oftentimes coaches and trainers and marketing gurus and all of most everybody out there, a good 99% of most of these folks, guys and gals out there, are teaching the old horse and carriage techniques, okay? Focusing only on one particular segment of the market, while you guys who thought that this was the best road to take are losing thousands and thousands of dollars per week, per hour, per month, per year in your businesses close to millions and millions of dollars that are potentially lost as a result of the failure to really educate the you guys as marketing and salespeople as to the best tack to take. So here's what we want to do when it comes to marketing. What is the goal of marketing? Okay? The goal of marketing is to enter into the enter the conversation that's taking place in the mind of your prospect, okay? It is to enter the conversation taking place in the prospect's mind. Okay? That's what the goal of marketing is. Now, there's two types of marketing. The first one, there's strategic versus tactical marketing. Now, the distinction between strategic and tactical marketing is huge and one you need to be acutely aware of. This is very important, guys, and I hope you're taking some notes on this. If not, please make sure that you go to Real Profit Builders, uh, the, my podcast site, listen to this recording again and take these notes, or you can simply call me uh, or email me to Mike at Mike Husson. You have my number on your, on, your, um, on your emails there, and just pick up the phone and we can talk about this at a deeper level. But here's the key, guys, the distinction between tactical and strategic marketing is huge and you got to be totally aware of it here's the thing many companies mistakenly assume that when you talk about lead generation okay you're automatically talking about what we call the tactical lead generation okay things like placing ads or 
uh, putting out mailers or joining maybe a networking group or going to trade shows or cold calling neighborhoods if you're using the phone or, or implementing only simple follow-up systems, okay? Strategic, that's tactical. Now, the strategic side of the coin, what you say in your marketing, and I want you to write this down, what you say in your marketing and how you say it is almost more important than the marketing medium where you say it. Let me repeat that. Strategic marketing, okay, is what you say in your marketing and how you say it is almost always more important than the marketing medium where you say it, okay? So we gotta take a careful look at our messaging that is out there and how we're going through this. So here's the deal. When lead generation results are poor, small business owners tend to almost blame the marketing medium. Well, making phone calls doesn't work, or I put an ad on Facebook, it doesn't work, or I put a sign in the yard, it doesn't work, or I put an ad in a magazine and I'm not getting calls, or I did a mailing or an email campaign to my database and I'm not getting anybody call me, okay? So here's the thing. That's the tactical part of the plan, right? They blame the marketing medium, okay, without regard for how good or how bad the messaging was, the strategic messaging was in in that marketing piece that they were using, that conversation that they were having at the networking meeting or on the telephone with their prospects. Here's the thing. You want to know what most small businesses rely heavily on? They rely heavily on the what we call platitudes. Okay, what are platitudes? I'll give you an example. We have the lowest prices in town, the best service. We're family owned and operated. We offer convenient hours. We have the best value. We've been in business since 1431 BC. Okay, guys, so let me ask you a question. Shouldn't, shouldn't the companies that are offering these services, shouldn't they have responsible and fair pricing? Yes or no? Should they automatically deliver the best service? Okay. Should they have convenient hours to serve their markets? Okay. And shouldn't they bring the best and the very best value in the marketplace? Okay. The answer is without question, yes, on this and many other points. Again, platitudes are generally what everybody says. Guys, here's the deal. All human beings want the best deal when they're buying something. And unfortunately, platitudes, when, when they're used inside of marketing, there's absolutely no way, and this is important to listen carefully to this, guys. When platitudes are used in marketing, there's absolutely no way to tell who is actually offering the best deal. Okay, guys, we all want the very best deal without question. But however, when these platitudes are out there, everybody looks the same. So as a result, what happens? That's right. When it comes to making a buying decision, we default to only one thing and one thing only 99% of the time. And that is to what? Offering, who's offering the lowest price in town? Okay, when you can't communicate the true value your business offers, frankly, you're doomed to ever, forever, forever compete on price. 
Now, there's a process out there called the marketing equation, and I'm going to change all of that forever. Here's the marketing equation, okay? And I'm going to do my best to keep this tight, guys, but these are very important and critical points that I need you to write down as we go through this final phase of this discussion today, okay? The marketing equation has four major components, okay? First, okay, first, we got to interrupt, write that word down, we got to interrupt your prospects. We got to get their attention. Everybody's bombarded, guys, with the gathering and, and trying to get everybody's attention. Again, I said it before, with all of these meetings, from social media to phone calls to signage to billboards everywhere, there's radio, newspaper, TV, 5,000 cable channels, the list goes on. We got to interrupt and get your attention. Second, once we've interrupted the mind, the, the prospect, okay, we got to next second is engage them. We got to give them the people that see your marketing, hear your voice, whatever the case is, they, we got to give them the information is forthcoming that will help the prospect make the best buying decision, okay? So we have to interrupt, we have to engage, and third component is to educate them. Give them as much information as required so they will commit to doing business with you versus somebody else. And the fourth final component, component of that process is the offer. Okay, so it's interrupt, it's engage, it's inform, educate, and then make your final offer. Okay, very key to understanding this whole process that we're talking about today. Now, as I wind this down today, I want to go through what I call the buyer's journey. Now, I'm going to try to keep this as simple as possible in the next couple of minutes, and I think you'll get it once you understand where it's at and you understand this philosophy so let's keep close attention to this, okay? There's three types of buyers. There's future buyers, there's soon-to-be buyers, and then there's what we call the now buyers, okay? So I want you to ask yourself this question real quick and then give yourself a real quick answer because I'm going to give you the answer here in a second. How often do, what, what are the type of buyers that we want now? And let's say we're in the sales and marketing business. Yeah, that's right. We want the now buyers. We want those people to say, yes, I heard you. I saw you. Come on over. Meet me. Let's sign a contract and let's make this happen. Everybody's happy. We make a commission. They get they get what they want. We get what we want. Okay. Here's the bottom line, guys. Understand this one thing and forever, never forget it and forever remember it. Okay. And that is less than 1% of the market is in that position uh, of making now decisions. Okay. We'd have to make thousands upon thousands of calls. Now, are there people out there that if you put an ad on the market's place or you make a phone call to somebody or you place a billboard or you market something in a magazine or TV, whatever, that somebody who's going to say, you know what, perfect timing, man, this guy's got a great message. It says it interrupts me, it engages me, it educates me. I want to make a call and I'm going to go do business with these people. Yes, absolutely. Okay. But it's a very small percentage of your potential market. And oftentimes, I hate to say it, but my competitors out there in the marketplace, the gurus, the coaches, the trainers, been around for 9,000 years, okay, are still driving around their horse and carriage, teaching you to focus on one area and one area alone, that 1%. And they dissuade you from calling other people in your, in your base or potential clients or working on the future buyers. 
And it's really sad. And I'm frankly, I'm sick of it. That's why I'm doing this messaging here. And this is why I've made my decision as a coach and a trainer to make sure that you guys are fully informed as to what you potentially are missing out on and what the possibilities for you and your business. Okay, guys, here's the deal. If we focus only on the 1% of the marketplace and we ignore the future and soon to be buyers, we're losing out huge amounts of economic opportunity in our lives. Okay, so we got to make sure that we understand. Now, the future buyers are simply this. They, as an example, are looking, I'm going to use this as in the other because I think it's a great metaphor, and that is somebody buying a home. Now, oftentimes, most people do not wake up in the middle of the night and look at their significant other and say, hey, honey, we got to sell the house, or I want to sell the house. Let's call the agent up down the street that we saw that sign on there and put a sign in the yard. I want to get rid of the house. And, and your significant other looks at you and you go, what are you, crazy? Are you having a bad dream? What do you want to sell the house for? I don't know. I just want to sell the house. They're not going to make that kind of a decision. Oftentimes, guys, before me people ever make this decision, they're making plans and they're structuring what they want to really do. These are what we call the future buyers. Okay, They made the decision that, hey, we're pregnant. We need a bigger home or we're getting older. We need a smaller home, whatever the case is. And they're planning their decision making out over a period of time. It could be six months, it could be 12 months, it could be 24 months, okay? All depends, but I'm giving you an example here to, to be clear about this and get this understanding. So it is at this point, the future buyers, they're asking themselves this question, why should I make the decision to buy? Because we want a bigger home, we need a smaller home, whatever the case is, right? Then as, time, as the timeline progresses, okay, then they begin getting closer and closer to having to make that decision. The babies are about to come. We've got to sell and we've got to buy and we've got to be in a nice house so we can have instead of two bedrooms, we can have four bedrooms. That was the ultimate decision, okay? So at the end of the day, those, those people now in the second piece of this journey now become more of the soon-to-be buyers, okay? Before they were future buyers, now they're soon-to-be buyers. And then they start contemplating. They start asking more serious questions. They start actually coming up objections of, with objections as to why they shouldn't make a decision to buy, okay? Then they get their answers. They get their questions answered, okay? They ask themselves, why shouldn't I buy? But they get their answers. Their, their questions, I can't say this. They get their questions answered, okay? And then at that point, guys, those soon-to-be buyers now move into what we call the now buyer position. They're in that 1%. And it is at this point where they make the vendor selection, okay? And then they say, ask themselves, now who should I buy from? So the question is for you, who should they buy from? They're going to buy from the person who has been in front of them, who is engaged, who's interrupted their thought, who's engaged them, who's kept them in the loop and is informing them and keeping them in the pipeline over a period of time. You cannot ignore this fact guys you cannot ignore this if you do you're going to be relegated to doing what we call one call closes for the rest of your life and you hope that when you pick up that phone and make a call to somebody that they're going to do something now i'm not saying not to do that okay especially if you're in the real estate world for for a lot of you guys who are on these calls yes there is markets out there that have their hand up and they're waving them crazy saying i need to sell my home okay but that's not your only market it's not you, and you can't solely depend on that because at the end of the day, even though that market is good, it's viable, it's extremely competitive, right? And so when we go into that competitive, competitive environment, 
albeit it's okay if you're really good at what you do and you should be okay with that, you cannot ignore the future or what was gonna, what's going to go on in the future, okay? So guys, here's the thing, and then we'll wrap this up, okay? I know I'd go over, so um, if you're here now, hey, stay. You might as well hang out for another second or two because I want to just kind of wrap this up, okay? Because there's a lot more to it than this, and like I said, email me, Mike and Mike Hustle. We can have a conversation about your business to see what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. Our marketing equation, okay, the, that I sh share with my clients, okay, contains the fundamentals and the fundamental components for instantly making your phone ring and positioning your business as the force, the dominating force in the marketplace. And it provides the marketing foundation that will enable any small business to generate immediate cash flow while at the same time building for the future. Okay, there's not just the immediate, but there's the future. And then small businesses, okay, can use this information as a minimum standard when seeking out professional help for their business. And guys, at the end of the day, when you're talking to your marketing people, when you're making decisions about investing time in this arena, okay, you want to make sure that you're in play here with the most up-to-date knowledgeable individuals to help you take this and execute this. Remember, it's no longer about the sellers. For as much as we have great products and good services, we've been around since 1431 BC, buyers don't care anymore, okay? And if we're relegated to that, when people make a decision, as a reminder, they're only focusing on price. And that price is only the, it's the only decision, okay? And so we got to make sure that we're, we're working strategically on our messaging, on our messaging. And if that means you and I talking about updating your phone scripts or your uh, marketing campaigns that you're doing with your flyers and your marketing, or if you're going out to network in, in the business community to build your business, what are you saying there? The medium is the networking event. What you're saying at that event, are you saying, here's my card, I do this, I do that, give me a call if I can help you, okay? Or are you going with something that's going to change the way people will perceive you? This person potentially has a solution for a problem that I might have or I might have, I might have in the future or I might have now. Okay, guys? Listen, I am done, okay? I'm toast and it's good because I want to let you guys go to work and get back at it okay if you're listening to this at odd hours good listen take notes on this go back to it go to realprofitbuilders.com and i'm done okay remember everything that you were taught is wrong and the only way to learn the better things is to reach out to me or take this information at its minimum because it's incredibly valuable and put it into your business and apply the principles all right here to help call me if you need anything make it a great day